It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP podcast, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and if this is your first time, I'm so excited you're here. But if you have been a avid listener and you're returning for another episode of our podcast, I just want to introduce you to someone else who is joining us with this new year. We have a new version of the podcast, and we brought on the big guns. We, we went to the back, we cooked up something big, and we brought in the boss. So Brad, Brad Fike, welcome to the podcast. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> hey, I'm really excited to be here. I'm looking forward to a 2020 where you and I can uh, share ideas. I can throw a little humor in there, spice up the life a little bit. So uh, I'm truly excited. Thanks for inviting me. I sure hope that our listeners think that you're as funny as you think you are. Um, oh, I'm absolutely hilarious. <laughs> There's just no doubt about it. Well, if you don't know, Brad is my dad, um, and he is the founder of Fike Advisors, and that's where we both work as financial advisors. So Brad has lots of experience. How many years of experience do you have in the business? Well, I started in 1983, so that would be 36. It'll be 37 years this August. So what you're saying is, is you're old. I'm still young. I just started young, just like you, see? <laughs> That's true. That's true. So Brad is joining us here. He's going to give us a little bit more insight um, that sometimes I just don't have the wisdom or the experience to bring to the table. And a lot of times what you guys don't see behind the scenes is some of the stuff I talk about on here comes directly from him. I ask him before the podcast, come in here, and then I share it like it's my own idea. It's a wonderful thing. Basically, stealing Brad's ideas has been my job for the last five years since I started. Oh, brother. <laughs> So anyway, we're glad to have Brad on the podcast, and I think it's perfect because what we're starting with this new series is something that we really need his insight on because it's all about the process of how we handle um, financial advising and how we handle retirement planning within our office at Fike Advisors. And since he is the founder of most of this process, I think it's just it's natural to have him as a piece of this conversation. What do you think? Well, I don't know if I'm the founder of our process. I think it's like anyone else in any business is you steal a little bit of peace from uh, multiple people who are successful at what they do and you take bits and pieces and put it together and make it your own process. And that might, I might be the founder of our own specific process, but it's little pieces and parts of everybody else's. Oh, that's probably actually really true. I think uh, I, I heard someone say one time that there's never anything new created. It's just a, uh, it's a new organization of already old ideas. And so think of that, you go, oh yeah, so um, I have a puzzle that I'm putting together with some other people's pieces. That's exactly what we do. Because you think about retirement planning, there's not a whole lot of new things to it. Now, there's new tools with technology and things of that nature, but the same premise is, is, has been the same since retirement's ever existed. You work, you save up your money, hopefully you have enough when you get to a certain age, and then you can stop working and live off of your savings. Boom. Simple. Nothing crazy about that. But here's the thing. This is what we find when it comes to uh, retirement planning with people that we've talked to within our office. And the big thing is, is that people are overwhelmed with anxiety. There's so much that goes into it when they start thinking about the numbers and the questions that keep them up at night. You know, do I have enough? When or if or will I ever be able to retire? 
What is it going to take? What do I have to do to get to this? These kind of questions that everyone has around this stuff, it just it keeps them up at night. They don't know what they're doing. They have lots of questions about just the little things that go into pieces, and they don't even know where to start. And I think that's what gives a paralyzed feeling to so many of our clients that we work with in our office. And then they come into the door and they just flop all their paperwork on the table and go, what do I do? And they just feel like they're lost. I don't know what you run into, Brad, but I mean, when you are in a conversation with a new client or someone who's just getting ready to retire, what does that kind of look like? Well, I've had quite a few uh, in the last probably 12 months that have come in with a lot of anxiety. I'm 61 years old, so some of my clients that started with me in the early years are now at that stage where they're trying to figure out where they're going to go in their future and how do I get out of the working or some of them want to work part time. But a lot of them have this huge anxiety about whether they can do it or can't do it. And you're right. They have all this stuff. Uh, lots of times it's pieces and parts from everywhere. You know, I got a little CD here. I got all these different investment things or savings accounts, and I'm not sure whether I'm going to have enough to live. And so the process begins at that point. How do we help alleviate that anxiety? That's step number one, you know, so that's, that's a very common uh, thing we run into. Right. And I mean, Basically, what we do in our office, there's a three-step process that we take all of our clients through. And it looks a little bit different for everyone, but the three basic themes have have been the same in every conversation. Like I say, though, it does look just slightly different depending on who we're talking to and what the situation that they're in is. And so what I wanted to go through over the next three episodes that we're going to be doing, so over the next six weeks, I want to touch on each step of our process that we go through with clients. If you're a client and you're listening to this, you may have already been through this process with us, or maybe you're currently going through it. If you're not a client of ours and you're just listening to the podcast, you stumbled upon this, welcome, glad that you're here. Maybe you need to go through this process with us or whoever your financial advisor is, that's something that you may need. So this is going to be awesome because it's going to be a way for us to help you get a little bit of a compass uh, in your hand as to give you some directions to where you're going. So the first step of our process with all of our clients, and it sounds a little cheesy, but the first step is to set a goal. Oh, I hate setting goals. Who doesn't? And I mean, what time of the year to start talking about goals like we did in our last podcast, but to start talking about goals and habits then the beginning of the year? How many of you have already failed your New Year's resolution? What about you, Brad? Do we have to go there already? <laughs> well, I know that I am well on my way. What I would did as a as a best I could is I set my New Year's resolution to start tomorrow to give me a few days of you know detoxing of poor food choices and not working out over the holidays. So I gave myself a little bit of buffer before I had to actually start buckling down. But I think most of our listeners they either didn't set a New Year's resolution because they thought they were going to fail or. They've already failed it, and that's okay. That's how New Year's resolutions work a lot of times. Well, that's a whole other subject now, because <laughs> I do have some resolution, but we're not going to go there. Well, we may talk about it later at the end of the episode here, but in general, what we like to do when we start a financial process with clients, we start retirement planning and trying to see what's going on. We set a goal, and I mean, what do you find people talk about when they come into that first appointment? When you ask them, uh, Brad, when you sit there and you ask, they say, all right, what do you want us to do for you? What do they usually say? I think they, their biggest anxiety or concern is whether they have enough money. So they don't even really, in most cases, know where to start. So the first thing you got to do is just say, all right, what is it that you want to do? Wait, you ask them what they want to do and they 
don't really have a good answer for that? Well, if they don't, then we have to work through that. That's a whole series. Until we get past that, we can't go through anything else. Well, and and I think this is actually funny because uh, this is the same conversation I just had with somebody this week when I was meeting with them. And they're talking about retirement. I said, "Well, what do you what do you have in your mind for retirement?" And they go, "Well, I don't know." This woman is riddled with anxiety as to will I have enough to retire, but she's so focused on will I have enough, she doesn't even know what she wants out of retirement. Yeah, I think that's pretty typical. And so a lot of times we have to talk about purpose. What is your purpose in retirement? What do you want to do? If you don't have any hobbies, this is the these are the people that probably have the most anxiety, the ones that do not have a hobby. The workaholics. Yeah, well, if you're, yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, but if you're a like a golfer, you can go. Look, I want to quit working, or I want to work less so I can golf more. I'm a woodworker. I want to be able to do my hobby. But if I don't have a hobby, these are people that that go. Look, I'm ready to quit working because I hate my job, or I don't. I dislike my job. I'm tired of going to work. I want to be able to have free time. And then my first question is, well, what are you going to do with all that free time? And that is really a huge question. It doesn't seem like much, but it is a huge question because I'm at that stage. You know, I'm at that stage trying to figure out, do I want to cut my time down? I have cut it down a little bit, but, you know, what do I do with that free time? Because I don't have a hobby. I'm not a golfer. I'm not a woodworker. I'm not, I just don't have any hobbies. Well, I I, I like the hobby when you take me fishing up there at the lake. That's pretty nice when we can catch some walleye. That's well, a good hobby to keep up. That is a hobby I have, but it's, you can only do it so many months a year. Right. It's not year round. Well, maybe, maybe you just need to have a fishing place down south too. So during the summer, we fish up north. During the, during the winter, we fish down south. I'm thinking I have a retirement plan set up just for you, Brad. Hmm. I think maybe I need to review that. <laughs> Might be workable though. Yeah. But no, you're you're absolutely right. Like, and I see this too. If someone doesn't have a hobby and they're burnt out from work, and and many of you listening to this are burnt out from work, you've put in the hours, you put in the work. You're tired of your boss. You're tired of the clients that you have, or the customers that you have, are just nagging you. It seems like it just doesn't seem to get better. Every day is just a little chip against your your spirit, and you're burnt out and you're ready to be done, but you don't know what else you're gonna do. You just retire. And we've seen some of our clients who they worked hard, uh, farmers who they wake, they used to wake up at 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning to start their chores, sell their entire farm because they're burnt out from farming, but then they don't pick up a hobby or do anything. Now, all of a sudden, they're sitting there watching TV, bored out of their minds. Their health is declining. You see this happen all the time with someone who doesn't have a hobby. So really, when we start our process with someone, we sit down, we say, what do you really want? And is that actually what you want, or is that just something that looks good, you know, 10 years in the future, 20 years in the future? This looks nice, but I don't know if I really actually want to do it for the rest of my life kind of thing with those hobbies. Over half of Americans are overwhelmed with anxiety, wondering when or if they will ever be able to retire. At Fike Advisors, we build a customized retirement plan. We call it our Retire ASAP plan, and we help you carry it out so you can put your mind at ease and focus on the things that matter most to you and your family. If you need help with your retirement plan, if you don't have a retirement plan or you're looking for an advisor, go to our website, retireasapshow.com. That's retireasapshow.com and click the schedule now button in the top corner. That is your best way to get in contact with us because you can schedule a free 
20-minute conversation with me or Brad, and we can talk about how we can get you retired as soon as possible. That's retireasapshow.com, retireasapshow.com, and click the Schedule Now button today. Yeah, I'm going to give you a profound thought. Okay, so oh, you guys better get your pens and write, pens and pencils out write and your this notepad. Down and this is a very serious, profound thought. Write this down and think about it <laughs> before you go see your financial advisor, or you come see us, preferably us, of course. But if you come see your financial advisor with your thoughts of retirement, the first thing you need to do is what is my purpose when I'm retired? What am I going to do with my free time? And that's that's the first thing you got to do before you even go see an advisor, because that a lot of times if somebody comes in and has never thought what they want to do when they finally do retire, then that just makes the process a little bit lengthier. Because if you have that thought through before you come in, it makes our job easier. Doesn't mean that we're not going to go through all the steps, but it does clarify a whole lot. Well, that's huge. And I think profound is probably the perfect word for something like that, because the reality is we can't decide what your retirement's going to look like. I don't live your retirement for you. Now, I can help you get to where you want to go, but if you don't tell me where you want to go, I can't decide that for you. And that's something that if you're married, you need to decide that with your spouse because sometimes if you don't have this conversation, you and your spouse may not exactly be on the same page when it comes to this stuff. Oh, I totally agree. I think both have to have those thoughts individually is what I would suggest is you both talk about it before you see an advisor. You know, what do you want to do in retirement? You think about what you want to do, and then you come together, maybe discuss that before the advisor meeting, or you do it in the advisor meeting, but each have to have their own profound thoughts Mm -hmm. put together because uh, otherwise it's not going to work. Absolutely. So that's, I mean, that's the the first step. And when we sit down with clients and it sounds kind of silly, but the first step that every client needs to take or anybody who's working with a financial advisor or anyone considering retirement, even if you're managing your own stuff, you have to decide what you want. You have to set a goal. You have to clarify the direction. Now, here's the one thing that I that I have actually had conversations with a lot of clients about. And here's the thing. What most people think of retirement, they think that there's just one day that you stop working and then you start living your dream. Now, I think if you keep retirement within that box, a lot of people will never be able to retire. And if you set your goal and say, this is my date, I'm done working forever, that's a possibility for many of you if you've saved enough and you've done a good job. But for the rest of you, those who have maybe got a little bit late into the planning game or you haven't been thinking through all this and you made some mistakes along the way and you don't have as much saved up as you'd like, it may be more of a transition period. And I think, Brad, you can speak to this because you had kind of even shared a little bit that you're in a transition period, mostly because you love working with your son so darn much that you just never want to leave, but also because you didn't want to just stop working one day. You've been transitioning towards retirement for the last year and a half, and who knows how much longer that transition will take. It could be five years, 10 more years till you actually quit working, maybe longer. I don't know. I'm not going to put a time. I'm not going to put an expiration date on you. Well, it's tr- <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> it's truly uh, an experiment for me at this point. But uh, yeah, I think there it is a transition, you know, one that you have to tread lightly. I'll probably be one that works uh, for a long period of time, but you know, I'm going to cut my hours down as I go. So when I say tread lightly, that means don't get all caught up 
in the transition. If there is a transition, take your time. It'll work out. Things will will smooth out. You know, I started cutting my hours down a year and a half ago. It probably took me well over a year to be comfortable with that because I was out of my old routine of work, work, work. And now all of a sudden I got a couple days a week that I'm off and I'm trying to figure out what do I do with those couple days? Well, if it's summertime and my boat's in the water, it's a different world. But it's wintertime now, and so you start to go, what do I do with my time? So I find myself back in the office a little bit more than what my goals were because it's just you got to be flexible to wherever you're happy. And I don't know, maybe eventually we'll have that southern place and I won't even be around in the winter. I don't know. But those, those are things that people have to think about in that transition period. And the other thing I run into, I think, is people – come in when they're ready to retire and they think that they need to change their investment kind of stuff because they think they're taking the money out that day. Hmm. You know, you said all, you know, a lot of people come in with a mentality that I'm going to quit working tomorrow, let's say, or X day, whatever day that might be. I'm going to quit working that day. And therefore I need to change my whole investment structure. Wait, are you going to pull all your money out that day you retire? No, you still have 20, 30, or more years to live. Nobody knows how long that is, but you have to continue to plan that way. So these are discussions we get into later. So initially, though, that is one of the anxieties that people list whenever they come in for that first meeting. All right. A lot of people are worried about investments. And I think we could talk until we're blue in the face on this podcast about different investment strategies and why and when and all these things. And how sometimes Googling uh, investment strategies or reading the latest newsletter from whoever it is that you get your newsletters from may not be the best thing for you. You most likely need a more customized plan that fits your actual retirement plan. But that's all part of our third step and what we'll talk about in our process. Because really, when we're setting that goal, we, we really just want to have a clear vision of where we're going. But then, yeah, eventually we want to break it down to the details of saying, okay, what do we need to put our investments in? And what steps do I need to take tomorrow to get me closer to what I envision retirement to be? But what I want you to hear from Brad in that is that retirement doesn't have to look like it was built in a box like, you know, our parents and grandparents did when they retired at, you know, age 60 or 65, got their pension for the rest of their life and never worked another day. They sat on the park bench and took their walks in the morning and all that. That's not how it works anymore. Most of us live a pretty active lifestyle where we may need to work, not because we need the money in retirement, but because we need the purpose. And so I want you to just open up your minds to maybe if you're starting to set these goals, and that's what I want to talk about next is actually how would you go about this, Brad, setting a goal? Because when you guys are thinking about setting your goal of what you want your retirement to look like, you need kind of a, a clarified vision, at least a process that gets you there. So when you're setting a goal for retirement, helping a client set a goal for retirement, what kind of questions are you asking them? Well, there's several key ones, but one of the things I try to have people envision is that instead of the word goal, put dreams in there because we all get kind of turned off by goals. And as Taylor mentioned at the beginning, it's kind of cheesy, but it, it, you know, there is, there's something to the goal setting, but we're not goal setting here. Our goal in a way we are, but we're really talking about what are your dreams that need to be met in your retirement. So some of the stuff you got to look at is what do you what is your purpose? Number 1. What do I want to do? What is my goal of what I want to do while I'm retired? 
Two, is it, do I want to fully retire or am I in a transition? And that might not be answered in that first meeting. That might come back through as we go through the whole process. That might come back and say, look, you're not going to be able to shut it off today. You're going to have to still transition into this. So those are a couple of real key beginning things that uh, are really important. Again, the purpose. And then the third thing that I really think about probably is to look at how much money am I going to need? So sometimes we need to go through a budget, which is the other word that everybody hates. Bum, 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 budgets. Nobody, nobody likes a budget, okay? <laughs> I don't like budgets. Nobody likes budgets. We have budgets. Our business has a budget, and we review that quite regularly. But that doesn't mean that personal uh, expenses and incomes are budgeted for most people. So when I say that, I usually get the dirty look. Speak for yourself. I uh, do everything on an envelope system. Tori and I do because we use all cash go envelope systems so that we can stay on our budget. So speak for yourself over there, Mr. No Budget. Well, that's awesome that you can do that. I've never done it, so I'm not going to do it. And that's a lot of our clients, though, too. And I, I would never force anybody into an envelope system. Don't don't tell Dave Ramsey, but I don't think it's it's not built for everybody. I think it's built for people who are natural spenders, like my wife and I. But at the same time, I think many people are successful financially without a budget, as long as they live within their means. Correct. And I, you know, in my case, I know about what it's going to take mentally for us to live each month. I know what that pretty much what that number is. Now, of course, you got your entertainment expenses and traveling, whatever else you want to do. Those are the question marks. But I, you still need to initially go through a budget. And it's not hard. And we have a form and a sheet we use here. Ask your advisor how to help you do a quick budget. It's not a tough thing. It's a one-time shot. If you want to review the budget regularly, I do that with some clients. Some clients, they they generally know, but let's put it on paper so that we have the exact numbers today. And this will give us a pretty good idea whether you're going to be able to get this done, whether you can shut it off immediately or if you're going to have to transition into it. Yep. And so setting a goal... It does surround, uh, it is surrounded a lot by, you know, the budget that you have set for your retirement. And we can look at that in a lot of different ways, like Brad's talking about. And I think if you are getting ready to set a retirement goal and you're talking to your advisor and you're going to put together a retirement plan for you, or maybe you're doing this on your own and you say, I know what I want to do. I just need to set it up and start heading in that direction. If you're setting that goal, the, the number one thing is you need a number. And whatever your number is, maybe it's $1,000 a month, which is very unlikely, or maybe it's $10,000 a month. I don't know what fits your lifestyle, but whatever your number is, that's what you need to start at. And I think the best way to figure out that number is either go off of the way that you're living right now. If you envision your retirement to look like your life is today, you just need to go off of your daily expenses now or your monthly expenses now and kind of say, okay, this is a good starting point for me. It's probably not going to be your end number because I think uh, one of Brad's favorite sayings is in retirement, every day is a Saturday because that's the day you spend the most money because you have the most free time. In retirement, you get a lot more free time. You spend a lot more money, but at least that's a starting point. I think for different people, you have to have that different starting point. And maybe you've never actually looked at your monthly expenses or, or you have no idea how much you spend per year. Maybe that that's where you need to start setting your goal. So just to wrap things up here on this number one point, this is what we're doing with, um, with our clients is we are, we are looking at a process 
a retirement planning process to help our clients get retired as soon as possible, the goal for us is, is we need to start off with a vision of where you're heading. We need to set up a dream, a goal, so that you know exactly where you are going. You need to have a purpose. You need to have a budget. You need to put all that together in one pretty package so that you and your advisor can get on the same page and start moving to our second step. And we'll talk about our second step in our next episode. And our second step, the way that we wrote it, is we need to take inventory. Once you set your goal and this anxiety thing that you have built up behind you, you set this goal and you say, this is where I want to go to get rid of that anxiety. I need to know where I'm at today. I need to know where point A is so that I can get to point B, which is retirement. And so that's what we're going to talk about. How do you take inventory of things? How do we get all this stuff organized? What do I need to know? What kind of things does my advisor need to know? What are they going to do with that information? Because let's be real, in this day of age, sharing information is a very scary thing. Um, but what are what does my advisor do with that information? What should I do with that information? There's all kinds of different things that you need to be thinking about with that. And so next episode, we're going to be talking about taking inventory so that you can get your you can set your goal take your inventory and then make a plan that's what we're going to be doing with all of our clients that's what you should be doing as you're heading into your retirement planning so thanks brad for joining us i think you'll be back for our next podcast right oh yeah this is fun i'm in so to wrap things up we have a disclaimer here on this podcast and that is that this is an educational podcast we are working with helpful hints and tips when it comes to retirement planning, but we are not financial advisors to you. So we have to say these kind of things for legal purposes because there's people out there who are not using their common sense and would take our advice as if we were talking directly to them when Brad and I are simply talking to these microphones right in front of us. So just so you know, there are some of you who are listening to this podcast that are clients of ours and we do work with you. Just know that this advice isn't said directly to you. You should come meet with us in a one-on-one basis so that we can give you customized advice for your situation. Now, if you're not a client of ours and you're still listening to this, make sure you talk to a, a professional, whether it's a attorney, a financial you know planning attorney, a tax planner, or a, your own financial advisor. Make sure you're getting their input because they know your situation. We don't know your situation specifically when we're talking about these things. So we always put that disclaimer here on the podcast because, well, it's common sense, but we want to make sure that you know that we are not talking directly to you and giving you advice. We are giving you some helpful hints and education, some good talking points for you and your advisor or for you to work on with your own situation, but not to take advice from us. Now, I do want to end the podcast with a... Um, happy New Year, uh, but also we really look forward to having you guys join us for our next episode as we go through this series. So we will be back in two weeks. This podcast gets released every other week of the month, usually the first Thursday and the second Thursday of the month. It kind of flip-flopped a little bit with the holidays this month, but you will see us uh, back in a couple of weeks. So we look forward to talking to you then. Have a great rest of your week. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.